theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. We give you praise and we give you worship, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I am so excited. I'm going to jump right on into what God has laid on my heart today. Thank you, praise team. Let's open up our Bibles to the 92nd Psalm. Praise God. The 92nd Psalm. Let's look at verse 10 as you're turning there. Praise God. We're also going to put your, put your finger, if you will, in Deuteronomy. We're going to be in the Old Testament the entire time. The 92nd Psalm, beginning at verse 10. And then I'm going to be reading Deuteronomy 33. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I've been, one of the things I love about EC is we say no perfect people allowed. I think we have to be willing to be authentic and vulnerable, um, transparent. And without that, you know, really, really without brokenness, the Bible says that humility precedes honor. I said this before, and it kind of goes in with my message, but you, you can't be arrogant and anointed. I don't mean to burst your bubble, but it just, <laughs> it's just the truth. It's just, you can't be arrogant and anointed. You know, that's it, just not how it works. But I do believe there's some people that are broken. There's some people that are thirsty. There's some people that are desperate for something, and God is going to speak to you today. Let's look at the latter part of the 10th verse in the 92nd Psalm. It says, I have been anointed with fresh oil. Praise God, with fresh oil. Now let's look at Deuteronomy 33. Praise God. Deuteronomy 33, look at verse 24. And I'm going to read through 25. End of Asher, he said, Asher is most blessed of sons let him be favored by his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil praise god look at verse 25 your sandals shall be iron and bronze and everyone right there just needs to catch this and receive this promise over your life as your days so shall your strength be praise god i don't know about you how many of you all are planning on being as strong as you are alive praise god praise god by the help of the holy ghost i want to preach this message fresh a new anointing for a new day lord jesus today i am asking you that you help me preach on fresh oil i am praying right now in the name of jesus that not only what i when i preach it and declare it but i am declaring that you'll release a fresh anointing in this house today God I pray that there will be an abundance of anointing the empowerment of your spirit flowing in this place a grace of God flowing in this place that keeps us from dry seasons and keeps us from burnout God help your people today fill these vessels till we're overflowing with anointing in the name of Jesus Christ we give you thanks and we give you praise would you clap your hands unto the Lord Look at your neighbor next to them and tell them, let them make sure they can hear you. You look fresh. 
you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We already know you, praise God, you look fresh, amen. Somebody, if anybody wants to look at me and say, you look like you lost 10 pounds, I'm just telling you, you're anointed, praise God. I just said, you, you praise God. <laughs> Didn't say it was true, I just said you were anointed. I'm just teasing, I'm just teasing. Recently, I found myself to be captured uh, by the last words of Moses as I considered the transition of his life, the life of Moses, into the leadership of Joshua. What I find interesting about the book of Deuteronomy is you could divide it up into three sections or messages, if you will. It's really the last words of Moses. And what I love about Joshua and what I love about what God is doing here at Extraordinary Church and what he's been speaking to us in this region in particular, it is clear that God is up to something. It's clear that God is up to something. This is not normal. This is not routine. God is trying to do something extraordinary in this day and age. And the spirit world knows that. The natural world is reflecting that. And God is showing up. Every time we come together, I give God thanks for how he's moving. I give, in spite of COVID, I celebrate. And let me just tell you, God, COVID is not greater than Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, COVID can't thwart COVID can't derail what God wants to do I want you to know that God is moving in this hour greater is coming we are the fastest growing church in Canada and as long as there is one lost soul that doesn't know Jesus Christ the church is too small we have come to shape this day not fear it we've come to take over and see the kingdom of God manifest in this hour not my will be done but your will be done I want what's going on in heaven going on in Mississauga I want what's going on in heaven going on in the greater Toronto Hamilton area let your kingdom come and your will be done why because the kingdom of God is here the kingdom of God is here the kingdom of God is here I just I feel like I'm trying to help somebody before I even get started. I'll get back to Deuteronomy and Joshua in a moment. But I think it's so important. I stopped my kingdom series because if I wasn't careful, I was going to preach it for like 26 weeks. But I want you to know I, I can't get away from it, Jordan. Every time I think about the kingdom and I'm praying the kingdom, you know the first thing that Jesus did before he ever declared the kingdom of God? You know the first thing John the Baptist did before he ever declared the kingdom of God? The very first thing that left their mouths, repent. 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 Now, in church circles, uh, if we're not careful, the word repentance can get a bad rap. But repentance is actually a good thing. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that brings us to repentance. In other words, what they're saying is you need to have a change of mind. See, before the kingdom can manifest itself in your life, you need to have a change of mind. You need to have a change of the way that you think, the way that you look at things. Can I tell you, God wants to refresh you today. God wants to renew you today. There's a fresh oil flowing in this house. I already feel it. But you got to change your mind because yesterday's anointing won't get it done. Yesterday's bread won't get it done. But you need to change your mind and realize what God has for you today is fresh. We have to change our mind. We can't do things the way that we've always done them, Jordan. 
we, we, we can't go about the way that we do things and expect different results. Am I helping somebody today? You know, you, it's insanity, according to Albert Einstein, to do the same thing, yet experience different results. That's not going to happen. That's the true definition of insanity. So can I tell you, we have to change some things. Moses is a, a, a fantastic character. Just the historical account of his life is phenomenal because he ushers in one of the most renowned movements that the world has ever seen. And yet... His father-in-law, when he speaks to him, I love this, Moses has remarkable capacity for millions, yet he recognizes as a leader he still has room to grow. You haven't... <laughs> I know you might think you're all that in a bag of chips. Yes, I was born... I'm an 80s kid, okay? I'm just an 80s kid. I know it's an old, corny cliche. But while you might think you're all that in a bag of chips, you haven't arrived yet. I haven't arrived yet. God is trying to grow us. And Moses was honest enough with himself and honest enough with his family members. And he let people look in his blind spots and reveal those blind spots. We got to be okay. Sometimes growth is uncomfortable. But if you have the right attitude and the right mindset, instead of getting bent out of shape, when somebody recognizes or shares an observation with you, like, hey, I, I see this blind spot in your life, Moses. What do you think about it? Moses didn't get bent out of shape, and he didn't pout. He said, you know what, Dad? <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So let me go ahead and get some things together. And what he did was he multiplied exponentially his leadership through others. So Moses is interesting in this way because he's the meekest man on all of the earth the bible says he's a phenomenal leader yet he understands that his days are coming to an end and so when you look at the book of deuteronomy you can really divvy it up into three scenarios if you will or three contexts one of them is sermons it's really just messages it's instruction that he's giving to people and at the end of this one is a song the other is a song Moses is a singer praise God and then the last part is a blessing Moses here he realizes he is dying the Lord is getting ready to take him home he is getting to ready to transition and Joshua is getting ready to run with this thing and literally he is blessing the 12 tribes of Israel now let me just push pause and say this you need to understand that your words have power you need to know that your words shape your world. I believe that you operate in the spirit realm based upon what you say. I'm telling you, you're exercising your faith with what you say. The Bible says that Jesus said this. He said, my words, they are spirit and life. Can I tell you, your words are spirit. That's why when you speak them, sometimes somebody can say something to you, whether it be good or bad. And it just not only gets a hold of you, but it gets down in the basement of your spirit. That's why some of you are still wrestling with things that were spoken over your life 20 or 30 years ago. Because words have the ability, they have spirit and they have life. We need to be people that know how to bless people. A lot of times we talk about blessing and, and we want to, oh, I'm going to bless you with this. I'm going to bless you with that. That's good. That's fine. But how about you bless people with your words? 
How about you bless them with encouragement? How about you bless them with what you believe God's going to do in their life? How about you declare some things over their life, especially mom and dad? Can I tell you, bless your children. Bless your children with, as a matter of fact, praise God. Hopefully you won't wait until the Lord takes you home because then it could be too late. Don't wait till you don't transition to this next life and you take those blessings with you. Bless them in the here and now. Bless them while you still have time. Bless them. Encourage them. Strengthen them. Let blessings flow from your lips. Put a blessing on your children. James said it like this. He said, you know what? Our, 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 our mouths are really like a fountain. They can speak cursings or they can speak blessings. But both shouldn't come from the same. He said, you should speak blessing. Come, can I tell you, I want to speak blessing. I want to speak faith. I want to speak hope. I, I want to speak encouragement. I want to speak destiny over my children. Even today as I was coming in, I was praying for my kids. I was praying for some of you all, declaring the word of God over your life. I was declaring a fresh anointing. I was declaring a breakthrough. I was declaring freedom in the house. I was declaring hope and possibilities. I was declaring that despair had to go and that depression had to flee. I'm declaring and decreeing and blessing in the name of Jesus praise God and so you have these 12 tribes I didn't read all of them to you but many of you all understand if you don't it's quite all right uh, when we say 12 tribes it was because Jacob had 12 sons 12 sons it really started as 12 sons and they grew into 12 tribes and Moses is breaking down blessings over each of these tribes you all know them i won't list them all by name but judah is a tribe and a notable tribesman from judah would be david mary solomon caleb and of course the lord jesus christ there's reuben and there's simeon there is levi moses and aaron are from that tribe john the baptist and barnabas they are from those tri that tribe of levi i could go down the list issachar dan and then we get to asher now asher is interesting because Jacob prophesied that he would enjoy rich foods in Genesis 49 and 20. And the tribe went on to possess a region of eastern Galilee, which is still known for its olive groves to this day. See, what grabbed my attention concerning Asher's tribe is that most blessed of sons and that he and his descendants would, would dip their foot in oil. <laughs> Deuteronomy 33, I want you to read it again, 24. And of Asher, he said, Asher is most blessed of sons. Did you catch that? Most blessed of sons. Let him be favored by his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. Your sandal shall be iron and bronze as your days, so shall your strength be. In scripture, we understand that oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. I don't ever want us to get away from the anointing or the oil of the Holy Spirit. 
I recognize that getting the oil, getting to a place where the oil can flow, where you're crushed. I'm talking about the pressing. I'm talking about the crushing. I'm talking about the beating. I realize that's a difficult thing. However, I want us to understand when we get through that place, when we get to the place where the oil is released, the oil, the anointing is what makes the difference. The anointing makes the difference in our lives. The anointing makes the difference in our worship experiences. And I'm here to declare hope today. Why? Because the oil is flowing in the house. I'm here to declare change is coming today. I'm here to let you know that change won't come through Ottawa. I'm here to let you know it won't come through your employer, the bank, or the stock market. It is not by might. It is not by power. But it is by his spirit, says the Lord. I'm telling you, God's going to bring change into your life. Not incrementally, but he'll do it monumentally. Not, not momentary, but eternally. Not exclusionary, but inclusionary. Not meagerly, but abundantly. I'm telling you, God wants to bless you this afternoon. God's going to bring somebody into a new day. A new day is dawning in your life. Like the seasons, you might have felt like you're in transition, going from one place to the next. But can I tell you, there's a new anointing, a fresh anointing in that new season that God wants to put on your life. Deliverance can be found in a new day. There's something about a new day dawning. Provision can be found in a new day. Chains fall off in a new day. Yesterday's problems fade away, praise God. Debilitating attitudes, crushing oppression, chronic pain and sickness, fatiguing doubts and paralyzing fears, they fall off in a new day. They step back, they, 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 they cover or they cower, excuse me, in fear before the light of a new day. See, the problem is this. We think that we have to cope with the routine and the mundane. Can I tell you, you think you have to cope with it will always be this way. But the devil is a liar. You have to learn that you don't have to settle for second best. You have to learn. You have to learn that you... Oh my God, you are not to live like a pauper when you are a child of the king. I'm telling you, there's something fresh that God wants to blow into your life today. A new day is coming. A new day is coming. Whew. And all I have to say is, be it unto you according to your faith. I'm declaring a change is coming. I'm declaring a new day is dawning. I'm declaring that the shadows of regret are leaving. I'm declaring that the darkness of fault finding and unforgiveness has got to dissipate. I'm telling you heaven is reaching for you. Heaven is calling your name. I'm telling you now is the time to stand in your spirit and say I'm going to get what God has for me. I'm coming out of this dark place. I'm coming out of this desert place. There is a river flowing in the, in the desert. I'm telling you, thee is coming. And we can draw from the wells of salvation. And his name is Jesus. Anoint me with fresh oil. There's a fresh anointing for a new day. Praise God. I'm here to tell you today that our portion is the anointing. Our portion our, is the presence of God. Our, our portion is his spirit 
in us and moving upon us and working in our lives. Others can do church the way they want to do church, Elvis. I'm not beating them up. However, I just believe in the day that we're living in, Pastor Barry, we need to have the anointing of God flowing in our lives. If we're going to be who God called us to be and we're going to do what God called us to do, we have got to have the anointing to do it. And let me just say this. <laughs> it's not just any kind of oil. I'm talking about fresh oil. The oil that can be burned. The oil that can be used as fuel. The oil that can be used as resource. And I want us to have, I don't want us to have what's wasted or left over, but I want us to understand today that the intent that God has for our lives is that our lives be anointed. You know, we have this, this little vial, and, and, and back in the day, uh, in, in, in Old Testament, what they would do is they would take a ram's horn, and princess, come on up here. Now, I'm not going to anoint you with oil. You're already anointed. Praise God. You're nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just get on the keyboard. Praise God. She was like, what am I going to do? Praise God. Well, you're already anointed. But may so back in the day, what they would do is they would take a, a ram's horn, um, in the days of the kings and the priests and prophets, and they would take that ram's horn, they would cut it off, and they would hollow it out, and they would fill it with oil. And when they would anoint a king, um, the priest would literally, they would pour that oil from the top of their head, and it would flow all the way down. The gravity of grace would just pull it all the way down. You can read about it in Psalms. He talks about how it flows from Aaron Beard all the way down to his feet. And today, what we do, don't we, when, we, when we talk about anointing, uh, again, we, what we'll do is we'll just kind of, we'll just, you know, <laughs> we can be like, boop. And, and, and we'll anoint you. And I'm not, I'm not minimizing that because let me just be clear. Uh, the oil in and of itself, this oil is not healing anybody. It's, it, it, it's, it's not delivering anybody. But uh, what we do need is the oil, the spirit of God moving actively in our lives and in our ministries. This is why when you come, you can go to many different places and you may not be able to articulate it, but you can feel it. There's something different about a house of worship that has the anointing flowing. There's something different about the songs when they're sung. They can make mistakes and they might not even be on key, but there's an anointing in the atmosphere that begins to shift things. There's there's something about the people. They're not just friendly, but there's something about them that when I connect with them, they, they mean something. I feel like the conversation is not just conversation. It's more life-giving. It's like there's an exchange happening. And can I tell you, that is the anointing. There's something about the preaching that when he's preaching, it's not just speaking and spitting and hooping and hollering, though I'm not a hooper. It ain't got anything to do with that. It's the anointing. It seems like he's speaking right to me as a matter of fact you'll look and be like did you talk to pastor last night and you're like I didn't say anything but it's the anointing that will find you right where you are and speak to you and help you get up out of your mess and let you know there is hope for you and God has a plan for you and God wants to use you and God wants to do things in your life it's the anointing that will find you it's the anointing that breaks the yoke we need the anointing 
Every time we come together, I don't want to have cute church. I don't want, hear me, I'm into all that stuff. I'll do light, smoke, camera, action. I'll do it all. But those are all gimmicks at the end of the day. We could be in a building that you could hardly keep together, and it could be falling down. But if the anointing is flowing, honey, I'll tell you, everybody in Ontario will pack this place up to get what God has for them because the anointing is showing up. It's the anointing. It's the anointing that speaks through political divides. It's the anointing that speaks through racial divides. It's the anointing that says, my life can be changed. People aren't interested in routine, boring, mundane experiences. They're not interested in checking a box. I did church. People are coming in thinking, my God. If I don't get something right now, my marriage could be done. People are thinking right now, right now, my God, if I get in there and I don't get something from you, God, I could OD. I'm telling you, people are coming in broken and they might come in broken, but we've got an answer and it's the spirit of God flowing freely in this house. It's the anointing of God moving. Can I just tell you, this is why your praise is important. This is why your worship is important because you are anointed. You're anointed to give him praise. This is why your engagement is important because you're anointing shifts the atmosphere your amen shifts the atmosphere your thank you Jesus shifts the atmosphere you are anointed and we need fresh oil in this house this is why preaching is not just a one-way street preaching is not just preaching is not just a one-way street can I tell you preaching this is so important preaching is engagement this is why it's it's dialogue you can respond in faith and declare God with faith in your spirit God do it let it be done and he'll do it and get the glory because of the anointing the anointing when we teach our kids I gotta hurry up when we teach our kids I want the anointing and the Bible says that Moses releases one of the most unique blessings over Asher's life. He blesses him with a territory that is known even to this day as being a territory that produces huge groves of olive trees. The Bible says that Asher's territory was going to be full of oil. Sounds like supernatural soil, doesn't it, Nadine? Full of oil. And, and to this day... You can go to the tribe of Asher and you can find massive olive trees, some that produce up to 15 gallons of oil. See, the anointing makes the difference. It's not just our music. It's not just our preaching. It's the anointing. It's not our style of church. It's the anointing. It's not how friendly and inclusive we are. It's the anointing. The anointing makes the difference. I want the anointing flowing. I, I don't want it for selfish reasons. I want it because I've seen it work. The anointing makes the difference. Lord, don't let us ever become so enamored by places that look beautiful, but there's no oil. What am I saying? I don't want extraordinary church to do this without the power of God none other than David said this the man after God's own heart he said anoint me with fresh oil 
See, the old has grown old. Yesterday's experience is yesterday. I need something fresh, something new. In fact, if you study the scripture, David was anointed three times. Check this out. See, Samuel brought him from the sheepfold and anointed him in Judah. This was the anointing of identification and calling. You're not just Jesse's son. You're the child of the king. This anointing was for no one other than David. This tells you who you are. See, maybe you need that anointing today to remind you that you belong to God. Years later, the tribe of Judah anointed David to be their king. This was the anointing of separation and service. Before his own people, David was elevated. Whew. This anointing tells David what he is to do. Are you hearing me this afternoon? More than that, the anointing healed David from his past. For years, he had been a fugitive. For years, he had been chased like a wild animal. And as the healing oil flowed, as the anointing flowed, the healing came. Maybe you need that healing anointing today. And the third anointing that took place when David was 30 years of age, he was anointed king over all of Israel, and he brought the tribes all together. With that anointing, he pulled down strongholds. He attacked the Jebusites. Jerusalem became the city of God, and it was reclaimed for God. Maybe you need strength to pull down strongholds in your life. There's an anointing in, that place, in this place for that today. David had three anointings. Whew. Jesus was anointed three times. The early church was anointed three times. I wish I had time to break this down, but I don't want to preach till 4.30 and y'all don't want me to. It doesn't look like, so I'm not going to do that. Praise God. But you just got to trust me. Uh, you know what? Jesus was anointed three times, and then the church was anointed three times. The early church, this is amazing. Are we any different if they experienced fresh anointings? Are we any different today? Is our day so much better that we don't need God's abiding presence the Spirit of God will increase its work toward the end of time. And God, I believe, saves the best for last. There is a fresh anointing in this house today. And we need it so very much. We grow stiff and we grow starchy and we get set in our ways. We become judgmental. We become opinionated and we become cranky. And why do they got to do it like this? And he don't know what he's talking about and they ought to do it like that. We get left to our own devices and we find reasons why others can be saved. But we find fault in others at the same time. And when we do that, the oil dries up. Our attitudes get hard and brittle. Our prayers grow fewer and become more repetitious. Our worship gets mechanical and becomes self-satisfied. We need fresh anointing. Your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your neighbor may not be the problem. It may be that you need fresh oil flowing in your life. The problem may be that you don't have that fresh oil. Your problem may not be a preacher, a teacher, a musician, a singer. Your problem may not be somebody in this room. The problem could be we need a fresh anointing. 
the 51st Psalm said this, do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your generous or free spirit. A fresh anointing, you know what it'll do? A fresh anointing from heaven will restore your joy. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, watch this, Isaiah 10, 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Right in the middle of this prophecy, Isaiah is giving in the Bible. He says that Isaiah begins to prophesy about the Spirit of God, about the people of the Lord getting ready to come out of bondage. Assyria was the meanest. They were vile. They were cruel. And one of the most uh, debilitating and devastating armies on the planet in Isaiah's day. Assyria, Assyria had come into power and they put yokes on Israel and Israel had become a vassal state, basically a, a wannabe property who was occupied by others. They had found themselves being slaves, as it were, to the Assyrian Empire. And the Assyrian Empire, they had in their hearts this pride and this haughtiness that no one could defeat them. So the prophet Isaiah essentially said, you better enjoy it while you can. Because there's one who is coming with an anointing. And see, this word anointing, if you look it up, is the same word for oil in Deuteronomy 33. And this is what the Bible says. He said, in that day when the oil comes, the yoke will be destroyed from off the neck of my people. And the burden will be broken by the power of God. What's the point I'm trying to make here? The point was Israel was like an ox in a yoke and Assyria had become the yoke around the neck of Israel so in other words if you get a yoke around an ox the ox has to go wherever the individual is steering that ox the yoke has to it takes them it leads them it guides them it forces them and Israel could not break free from the yoke that Assyria had over them how will I ever get free from this how will I ever get free from this addiction how will I ever get free from this pressure how will I ever get free from this condemnation I can't break it myself do you know how many people come to church every Sunday and the stuff they can't break off of their lives but I've got good news God is telling me I'm telling you right here to tell you what you can't break the anointing will what you can't fix the anointing will break my God, I feel something shifting in the atmosphere right now. I'm declaring to you right now, you might be bound by things, but the anointing, the fresh oil, is here to break those addictions off of your life. You might have had some times difficulty praying, but can I tell you, the anointing is here to refresh you so that you can tap into the Spirit and pray and watch God move in your life. The anointing is here to give you fresh vision, fresh purpose in this day. If you believe it, give him praise. If you want it, why don't you stand to your feet and tell him, God, I want fresh oil. I want something to break in this atmosphere. I'd pray for you, but this ain't no I can pray for you type prayer. I need you to open up your own mouth and let God know I want a fresh anointing. Does anybody want that in this house this afternoon? A fresh anointing. 
a fresh anointing, a fresh anointing, a fresh anointing that will shake everything that can be shaken, a fresh anointing that revitalizes my vision and my purpose, a fresh anointing. Praise God. I'm almost done. You can be seated. I'm just going to tell you seven ways in which they know. Keep playing. Seven ways in which the anointing will change your life and bless you. In the text, I just read you a portion of the 92nd Psalm, the Psalm of the Sabbath. It's to be sung loud and clear in God's house. Just after David said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil, he lists seven ways we are blessed by such a fresh anointing. Look at verses 11 through 15 of the 92nd Psalm. He says, my eye also has seen my desire on my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. Praise God. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Praise God. See, my benefit number one, my eyes shall see. The anointing gives us new vision. Did Jesus not say to to the church in Revelation, did he not say, anoint thine eyes? that thou mayest see. The second benefit, my ears shall also hear. See, the anointing will give us fresh understanding of God's voice. We hear God speaking clearly today. Praise God. I'm telling you, these are the third benefit. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. A palm tree, you know what the palm tree does? Survives the storms. An oak tree may not, a pine tree may not, but a palm tree can be blown where its leaves are pounding the ground. It seems to say when the winds are beating it and it's bowing over, but it's not uprooted, it seems like it's saying, rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. I'm getting up again. I've got a fresh anointing. The fourth benefit is he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon you know what a cedar is a cedar is strong and has long life this is what the anointing does the fifth benefit those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God David once said I am a green tree in the house of the Lord a a fresh anointing gives an evergreen spirit what am I mean when I say an evergreen spirit always growing always fresh Benefit six, they shall still bring forth fruit in their old age. This is the heritage of those who have fresh anointing. Still being used, still being blessed, praise God. Still being fruitful, the anointing, praise God. Somebody ought to receive that. I'm telling you, what you think might be your golden years can be your most productive years with a fresh anointing and the last one the last benefit is to show the Lord is upright he is my rock 
from the new anointing comes a firm foundation we grow to trust the Lord more and more and Asher Asher finds himself in Deuteronomy 33 in an interesting scenario because he's literally walking in anointing says that he'll be able to dip his foot in oil <laughs> he's got so much anointing so much oil he can be generous with it <laughs> this is why we love generosity this is why I tell you I love to give <laughs> because I know when it leaves my hand it doesn't mean it leaves my life and God owns it all you, you are anointed to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover not just on Sundays on Mondays Tuesdays Wednesdays Thursdays Fridays Saturday this is why if I want our kids I told Michelle I said you pray them all through the Holy Ghost they're down to have an altar call right now they, they, they have an altar calls God is moving you know what let me just help you right now our children can lay hands on the sick and watch them recover don't get it twisted they don't have some type of junior Holy Ghost the, our teenagers don't have some kind of middle school Holy Ghost can I tell you right now they have the same Holy Ghost that you and I have greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world they yes a five-year-old a nine-year-old a 13 year old can lay hands on the sick and watch them recover why because there is an anointing on their life Whew. he said he said they can dip their foot in the oil I was thinking about what I'm going to title this message. You know what I thought, Mia? I almost titled it Oily People. I like oily people. You know what's interesting about Canadians? We found this out. Coming to their home, y'all want us to take our shoes off. Jordan's like, amen. He was like, preach. Praise God. I said, okay. So, you know, take, take the shoes off. And I could walk all through your house. And you know, you never knew I was there. You'd never know I was there. But for those oily people. Y'all not catching, y'all not hearing me. Y'all not. For those oily people. Whew, they could walk and you see footprints all over the place. Those oily people could walk into an atmosphere and change the atmosphere. Those oily people, they could walk into a job and change the atmosphere of the job. 
those oily people can walk into a college campus and change the atmosphere and the tone and tenor of a college campus those oily people can walk down the street and people say what what is that that I feel it's the anointing those oily people can walk into a hospital and not be worried about whatever disease it is but command it in the name of Jesus Christ I'm telling you oily people we got some oily people we got some people that are walking in a fresh anointing we got some people that are walking in something new something that's restoring you something for this day something for this season we got some mamas walking in some fresh oil we got some oily daddies walking in some authority we got some oily people here at extraordinary church that are going to turn your world upside down I want us to stand praise God the oil is flowing the oil is flowing thanks for listening to our podcast join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus if you like what you just heard we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends extraordinarychurch.ca We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.